Brother Brokaw said, you know, at, at service time, it's just a few, and then all of a sudden, everybody comes in at once. So now we can begin. There's my brother. He's He's made it now. Thank goodness. Yep, 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 yep. Everything's good now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. He helps me teach. Yep. Waving, saying amen and all that stuff. So we're we're good. We're glad. And nice to see everybody here this morning. I uh, Early this morning, I got up and walked outside of the room. I thought, well, maybe, maybe it's just a little cooler or something like that. But it felt like Las Vegas. And uh, last time I was there, I, I got up thinking I was going to take an early morning desert cool walk. It wasn't 116 degrees or something like that. And it felt like that here. Not good, but I do hear that, uh, that we have a, some type of a front coming through that may get here Tuesday, so I'll be standing outside welcoming it, right? Praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you today for your goodness, your mercy. That seems to be everlasting. Oh, I thank you for it, Lord. And I ask you today to quicken every heart, every mind, to receive, to understand, Lord, and then the motivation to step out in faith in your word and watch the blessings and the miracles flow into our life. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. What we've been talking about the last about three Sundays is discerning our detainment or what's holding us back. And we've gone through quite a list of things. We said the first one was <clears throat> if we want to discern our detainment, know what's holding us back, the first place we need to go are the principles of God's Word, which should lead us to a probing and a seeking in our heart as to where we may have missed it, which should bring us to a place of seeking purity of heart to cleanse ourselves from uh, every sin, every delinquency in our life, which should bring us then to dealing with people and the offenses that we may have with people. Sometimes we gloss them over and we forget about offenses. In other words, people have hurt us and sometimes we justify not loving them, not being kind or even um, aggressively mistreating them uh, to pay them back. So we have to, we have to deal with that. We have to uh, sometimes things that we have learned from our parents are holding us back. There are cultural things that families hold on to that can impede our progress spiritually. It just slows us down. Uh, mindsets, thoughts. Uh, if a family has always been poor, then any child that tries to break out of that cycle sometimes can be put down by parents and guardians and, and the 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 um, guiding structure of a family. It doesn't always have to be a parent. It can be anybody that is forceful and strong and not afraid to speak what's on their mind, to try to hold you in a place. Another thing that can hold us back is our, our, our peers, those that are around us. There are none of us like to be made fun of. We don't like to be belittled. We like to be thought well of, accepted, and so on. But sometimes we let peer pressure 
hold us back. Uh, our peers, again, can be our family. It can be our friends. It can be uh, just anybody that we associate with, and they can hold us back with what they say, what they do, how they want us to go along with them. How many of us know that sometimes it is hard to resist the toe or the pull or the current of what peers want? Anybody? We've all, we've all had that. We all want to be included, and, and just, it's just natural, I think. Uh, and it takes a, a strong swimmer to break out of that current, to break out of that, of that way of doing things. <clears throat> we then talked last week about something that can detain us is our pleasures, our pleasures. Um, I am amazed in, in our world today there are, there are millions of pleasures, millions of ways to take us over and to distract us from the first commandment and the second commandment, which is love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is to love our neighbor as ourself. That is the first thing. And Jesus then said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. But we allow the cares of this life, the things that, that mesmerize us, the things that hold us, uh, our pleasures, and we pursue them because pleasure makes us feel good, doesn't it? I mean, whatever it may be, if it's something is just as simple as spending money or 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 feeling driven by something that that is a pleasure it it and i hey i know what it feels like to be driven by a pleasure to wake up in the middle of the night dreaming of getting to do that pleasure again or what have you and those things can they choke out the influences of the holy ghost they they just smother it and we uh, we find ourselves, uh, suddenly we, we wake up and we need the Lord. And we need Him more than just a good service and singing my song and preaching my, my message. Uh, we need Him and, and all of a sudden we find out, well, what in the world? Where did the Lord go? Well, I mean, He's been on the back burner if He's on the stove at all. As we have been pursuing our pleasures. And pleasures can... Uh, hey, let's just assume that all of us are wanting pleasures that, that, are, that are not sinful in themselves. Just not. But we make them sinful when they overtake and they become the first part of our life. Shopping. Thrifts. Thrift stores. Fishing, I have to be very careful, selective here, hunting, golfing, <laughs> boo, go anywhere but there. All quiet on the western front. <clears throat> Uh, one old great patriarch of the faith, Brother A.D. Urshan, passed away in Bay City in our town. And, and I mean, he practiced into the day he died, Jesus first. He would not go through a door. He would not do anything. And you'd hear him say, in Jesus' name. He'd step through the door, in Jesus' name. Get in the car, in Jesus' name. 
and tremendous miracles and things in his life. And uh, he, would, he would just flat out tell you, you hunters, you're of Esau. Men of the field, you do not seek God. You're not after God. You're after Esau. I mean, he just, I mean, he'd rebu he rebuked me sitting on the front row because I wasn't paying attention in church. And then my mother went to apologize. He rebuked her because I was not sitting by her. <laughs> but he had the miraculous to make up for, for things. And so we just we just run run the run the routine of your life and see where your pleasures are and are those pleasures your besetting thing? Are they causing you to set Jesus to the side? And I know I I know because the let's talk about it a minute the the pressures of life, the agonies of life, the the hurts of life, the pains of life motivate us to seek something that makes us feel good, right? That's why alcoholics drink. Coke snorters snort. They're trying to get away from something. Hmm? And I've, I've just to be honest with you, i found routine to be painful. We get to do that again? Amen. Here I am. I got to shave again. Got to bathe again. Come on, got to gas the car up again. Makes me look for a bottle. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, gee. I don't, but, whew. So I start looking for a pleasure. No one here, okay. No one here does that. We start looking for pleasures. In the middle between the pleasures of this world which can easily take us over and lead us down the wrong path and become sin, there is a place in him that he said in his presence there is fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. It is up to you and me to seek that to dig our way into that because if any of you have ever experienced his pleasures, it is so, it is satisfying on a cellular level. Almost of that chest squares that she made. And I had a bite of it yesterday, and it was like. <laughs> I had two pieces at once. <sighs> but I stopped there because I, I knew that later on I would. You know, and the blood sugar starts to settle. So we have to watch our pleasures. And we have, to, we have to repent of them and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I have pursued this and have forsaken you. And sometimes we don't know that we've forsaken him until calamity strikes and slams us into the pavement. And we have to wake up and say, oh, my God, forgive me. Israel went through a cyclical thing. All through the Old Testament history, they went through a cycle of, of having to repent, of being restored, and then they'd start dropping off again. And it was just a cycle all the time. We don't have to live that way. 
let's move to another. We said that perception was uh, was uh, understanding how to how to to process. They're just. I talked with a cousin of mine. She just doesn't understand cooking. Thankfully, her husband does. She doesn't understand the process. It's just not there. There's no wiring for it. Hallelujah. And I've just realized that there are just some things that, that people are just not going to get. They're just not going to get it. It will be a miracle if they get it. Okay? But they don't want it, so they're not going to get it. Forget it. Perception has to be there. I told you about me feeling as if I needed a disc belt sander as part of my tool repertoire. And and so so I got it, found it on Facebook Marketplace, and I was so proud to pick that up and get that. And thank you, Jesus. Now I have this this thing. And because all I had was a little bench grinder, and I got it, and then all of a sudden a panic hit me because I did not have the perception of how to operate the thing. So, thank the Lord for YouTube. I went to YouTube, and I searched diligently, and I probed, and I found it. Guy doing the demo showing me. So now I know how to do it. See, perception. I have to have perception of how to do this. Perception, perception. Perception is, 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 a, is a keenness. It is, a, it, is, it is something that, you don't have it, you need to learn it. You need to practice it. Perception, to perceive. You know, people say, well, I did these three steps and it ain't working. Lack of perception. Because there's one A's and B's and C's and two. Man, why does it have to be so complicated? It's, it, you know. Somebody told me one time about our standard. Why does it have to be so complicated? I said, it's not complicated. There's only two things we have to do, and everything else comes into place. What are those two things? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It'll all fall into place if you're doing those two things. When you love him, he'll love you back, and you wouldn't even think about the things of this world. Worldliness is a thing of the past. Come on, so it's not complex. It's not complicated. But we have to have perception. And then we move into, into for today, our process. Once we perceive, then we have to have process. And the wrong process can hold us back. It can hold us back. Um, you know, in, in our movement to be, to be a really qualified evangelist back in the day, you had to have a trailer and a truck. There were other things like a gravelly voice, see-through socks, and a big Bible. Praise God. Those were other requisites that are needed. And I had, oh, and way back in the day, you had to have sharp-pointed Stacy Adams shoes. Oh, boy. And then when you crossed your legs, you wanted those, those ribbed see-through socks over the calf. Yes, and you had to maintain a gravelly voice, which indicated that you had been in some rough revivals of, of late. And then a big Bible, Bible case, and hold that high up under your arm and hump your back a little bit. That even helps. That, that means that you have been carrying the load of the gospel. Praise God. Amen. But then if you didn't have a truck and a trailer where well, you were just, you know, you were small fry, I'm telling you. So um, anyway, we, we, uh, we, got our, we got our first trailer, 
And I was digging through. The man before us had passed away, and all of his stuff was done. I was digging through, throwing things out. And I came uh, upon this long thing. It was a cylinder of metal about the size of a pencil. It had an L on one side. had a loop on the other end. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Here, I'll just put this in the scrap pile. Um, you know, you always need a piece of metal for something, you know. And so I put it there. Well, a fellow evangelist who had taken a church and was pastoring, uh, he said, would you like for me to come over and give you a tutorial on, on RVs? And I said, well, I would love that. I surely would. We'd get to spend some time together if nothing else because I thought I knew everything. And so he came, and, oh, my God, he walked me through the black water system. He walked me through the gray water system. He walked me through the the what you call it, that translates the electrical, the DC and the AC and all that type of stuff and the batteries that were up in there, and he showed me. And uh, he saw that we had an awning on the side of the trailer, and he said, uh, did you come up, uh, did, in going through the trailer, did you come up upon this long piece of metal about this, got a loop on one end, got an L on the other? I said, matter of fact, I do this right here in the scrap pile. Oh, no, 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 he said. No, that's not. He said, let me show you how that operates. And he went out there and, and took that little L and clicked a couple things and then proceeded to pull our awning out. What a thing. But can imagine me trying to pull that awning out without having that little piece of metal. See, I, I didn't, first of all, I didn't have perception. I thought it was just a good piece of metal. I don't know what the guy had it for, but I'll use it somewhere. But then process, he taught me process. Here, here's how you do this. And, and so we have, to have, we have to have understanding in process. How, how am I going to get from A to B? How am I going to get from my place into victory? I have to have a process. Process is also called uh, faith without works. Works that are not present makes faith dead. Everything about God, His Word, there has to be a process. If He blesses you with finances, the process is to give your tithe for the cycle to be completed and to you to be blessed again. Come on. If it is healing, you're prayed for, rise and walk. Speak your expectations. You believe it in your heart, but believing it in your heart is not enough. You have to have the process of reaching out, of speaking, of worshiping, of walking it out. That has to be there. And sometimes the process eludes us. And I have had to get on my knees and my face before the Lord to, to see his process. If, if, if my may be so bold, I think that today's church, Pentecostals, have lost and must recover if we are going to be what the Lord intended us to be. We are going to have to come back to the place of waiting on him until perception comes, until process comes, and I understand what to do in my particular setting. And sometimes that does not come in five minutes or 15 minutes pre-service prayer. It doesn't come that way often. It comes when I look. How many of you remember, oh, Jesus, funny papers? Y'all ever, have any of y'all ever looked at funny papers? It used to, it, good, I got three or four associates here. <clears throat> and <clears throat> that was after you studied your Sunday school lesson on Sunday morning. You look at the funny papers. 
for just a moment. But they had this deal, I don't know what to call it, hologram or something of the sort, that there was a hidden, hidden something, picture in all of this gobbledygook. And what you would do is you would pull that up right to your face and then let your eyes kind of relax and you pull it back out for about four minutes from your eyes. Let your eyes relax. Look through the page until you saw the hidden picture. That is a wonderful, wonderful illustration of seeing in the Spirit. When you wait upon God and you believe that he wants you, he said, ask and you shall receive. I can go into prayer with those two things expecting to receive. He does not give me the time. He does not often tell us the time that is required for us to see the hidden image. Okay? He, 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 he doesn't tell us that because he wants us to trust him that it is mine and that I will receive it regardless of how long it may take, and it may come, bam, just like that. <clears throat> Praise God. Had it come as a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, phew, here it goes. But I've also had to wait until it's forming. And, and I have gotten so excited that it was forming that I jumped up, jumped up when I got number one because I was so excited. Ooh, he's showing me something. But wait. Wait. Waiting upon the Lord is not just a, a lump waiting on nothing. You're waiting, you're anticipating to see, his, to perceive his process. Now, now I've got it. Now I know what to do. What is the process? Does anybody want the process? Does anyone need the process? Is anyone tired of failure enough to seek God's process, to perceive first to, then to get process? Well, maybe I'm wearing that out. What is the process? You say, what do I say to him while I'm doing it? You don't have to say anything. Just wait. One lady who was a speaker who was desired to be at these conferences and things, conferences and things that the conference uh, administration called her and asked her, would she come and would she speak at this event? And she said, uh, let me pray about it. And they said, okay, here's the deadline. She got the deadline, and the day before she had been praying about it, you know, maintenance prayer, all right? You know, sort of like, our faces, you know, we wash them every day, but every now and then we have to put a mask on, a mud mask, you know, so it can really replenish our skin. Nobody here does that. Okay, I don't either, but so if maintenance prayer is not getting us there, we got to jump out of the maintenance box and get over in the miracle. I need a miracle understanding here, Lord, and I'm not going to move until I receive this. Jacob. Jacob knew he was in the lineup of the patriarchs. He knew he was the lineup of faith, of blessings, of covenant with God. 
Did it help for him to realize that his brother was out there coming his way and his brother had blood in his eye? And they don't forget anything over there. They keep it going for generations. Come on. And, but he hang on, held on to the angel. The angel said, let me go. He said, I'm not letting you go. Which indicates to me that God loves for us to hold on to him. Because the angel could have thumped him into the next millennium. Get out of my way. Doop. But no, God loved that. He loves being held on to. You're not going to not give me that, are you? You said in your word it was mine. And I need this understanding. And I need to know the steps to take. Praise God. And because Jacob held on, he was mightily changed he was elevated into a new place for as a prince you've prevailed you found favor with God you are somebody now and everyone that I know that has ever prevailed spiritually in any area they're marked they, they just have a mark on them there is a solidness about them there is a confidence about them it's just a it's a fundamental thing in inside of them if you ever ever get the process there will just be a settledness that will come into your life hallelujah you can see it in the face of singers you can see it in the face of preachers that just you know that they have made contact with the other side and that even sounds bad like the other side. He's here in this room right now. Come on, I mean, he's no, he's, as Paul said, he's not far from any, any one of us, but we have to reach for him. How do I reach for him? I praise him. I worship him. I wait on him. We think, oh, well, I sang today, my God. I sang the song, and I sang it, you know, 30 times, and I'm still where I was. No, 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 come on back. Come back to the word. Come back to waiting on him. Come back to that place and say, Lord, I am not satisfied. Wiki asked me many times at the close of a meal, did you get enough? I've gone to people's houses. They said, M-I-K. More in the kitchen. Thank you, Jesus, because some of it takes more for Cadillacs than it does for Volkswagens, all right? And Jesus always has a kitchen full. And if you are not satisfied, if you leave church dissatisfied, if you leave your place of prayer dissatisfied, and I'll tell you a little secret, sometimes he will tell you he would tell you how much time it's going to take in his presence to get satisfied. Don't shout me down. He would tell you. And you wait. And I don't, I don't understand how. I, I know he knows me better than I know me. He knows my makeup. He knows my strengths, my weaknesses. And he, tell, he will make prognosis, diagnosis according to each one of us. All of us are going to worship and pray together, but all of us are going to pursue him in a 
slightly different fashion. Praise God. Uh, let's get maybe one more. Something can hold us back is the place that we are geographically. Geographically. Spirit of God says, go, move. Go to Jonah, example. Couldn't be blessed where he was. He could not be blessed where he was. God said, go to Nineveh. I don't really want to go there, Lord. In fact, he just decides to take a vacation cruise and go another way, which did not end up well. What's amazing, though, is that fish spit him up about where he needed to be. Come on. It's so easy for us. How, how, how can I know this? How do I know? Do I know this by the Spirit? I know it by experience that there are times that he will say, what are you doing here? I just heard a rat licking ice. And if the Lord tells you, arise and go to Nineveh, if we know what we think we know about him, then we will know that none of his commandments are grievous. If we know what we need to know about him, we will know that he will never ask us to do something or go somewhere that he is not going to be in the middle of it, be waiting on us and supply abundantly every need if we know that about him. Now, if you forget that about him, when he says, arise and go to Nineveh, you are going to be just like Jonah. You're going to say, oh, I don't want to go there. And we may still, even when we know his provision, we may still resist and say, I just, I don't, ah, no, no, I don't want to go there. <clears throat> Anybody ever, ever had that? And this is the tail end of the process, of discerning his process. Lord, which way do you want me to go? And I told you the story about, me being invited to go to New Bedford, Massachusetts, East Coast, Nirvana, heaven to me, glorious East Coast, rocky, craggy cliffs in the Atlantic crashing on the rocks and winters and nor'easters. Don't ask me why there's a side of me that just... Anything from Washington, D.C. all the way to the tip Come, 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 do, 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 yeah, yeah, want it, been there, liked it, left, still, something else, had a cousin, had a house on the coast of, of Maine, at Rockport, and she's a, Go and see it, person. Go and see and do it. 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 I'm back porch guy. 
breathe, turn your head, look, feel. That's my idea of a vacation. My mother-in-law took us to, to Italy, and it's go and see and do, go and see and do, go and see and do. Go and, give me a picture book. Hey, I'll see it. Come on. Let me sit in the town square. Okay. And so I wanted to go there, and this guy said, you can have this church. All you have to do is tell me you're the man. You're the guy. You're the pastor. I said, Jesus, do you know, God, how bad I want to do that? Do you know? But I'm married. And I knew that she has preference for where we are, okay? Uh, you know, that's reasonable. Family's there, sisters across the street, and uh, all of those things. And... Uh, You didn't see that, did you? <laughs> so I knew it was going to take a lot of prayer, first of all, to get the Lord's mind upon it, and then I knew he'd have to work on, you know, the other side here. And so anyway, so I, I went one day. It was a deadline, deadline. I began to pray. I prayed one hour, prayed in tongues. I worshiped, waited upon God, prayed in tongues, worshiped, got up, checked on my friend to see he was working on my car. I said, mail going back. Yeah, went back the second hour prayed in tongues, worship, praise the Lord, quoted the Bible to him, hallelujah, you want the world to be saved. You said, go ye in all the world. I'm ready to go. Here's an opening, Lord. Go through the door. Hallelujah, glory to God. Surely, Lord, surely, surely, Lord, surely, surely, surely. And nothing. And I got up and uh, and we went to lunch. And then I came back. For the, I said, may I go back? He said, help yourself. I went back in there. I laid down on the floor. I'm, I'm humbling myself. I'm laying on the floor. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on him. I pray in tongues and I pray in English. If I'd have known another language, I'd have prayed in that. Praise God. I really would have because I wanted the will of God. I wanted to know. I needed understanding. I needed perception and I needed process about the place. So <laughs> I got up the third hour. I thought, boy, this is taking longer than I thought or had wished for it to take in. All right. So I get up, and he's through. I give him the money. I get in my car. I have a two-hour drive home. I get 15 down. I leave his house. I begin to pray again. I said, Lord, I'm not going to turn loose of you about this. I know that you want to speak to me. I know that you want to give me a download. I know that you want to give me understanding about this. And so here we go. So I begin to praise him again. Thank you, Jesus, Lord God, out loud. Thank you, Lord God, for understanding. Thank you, Lord God, for the understanding of your will. I know just one second in your presence and everything will be fixed and all like that. And I pray and in the spirit and quoting the Bible to him and worshiping. And 15 minutes down the road, zip, the download came. And it wasn't what I previously wanted, which was to go to New Bedford, Massachusetts. It was rather a place of peace. That was the geographical position he wanted me to be in, was a place of peace, a spiritual place. And that download came. It didn't even make the little sound that your computer makes when it's finished on the download. But the download was in there. And in an instant, in a second, in a millisecond, I knew and was comfortable about it was happy. He had even fixed my Walter. <coughs> Any of y'all ever had a want so bad that you couldn't turn it off? And you start telling your wife these tales and 
This is why we need this. Look at the money that will be saved. Look at the... And underneath it all is you want it. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching today. I didn't know how to turn my water off. I want this, Lord. And the only thing absent in my heart, my mind, was her to be happy about it and me to have peace about it, which I could not move on without. I couldn't. I had to have peace. Peace is a large ingredient in following the Lord. Very large. He gave that to me, and I never gave it a second thought. Never. So the place that God wants us is very, very important. And if you're in the wrong place, well, he, he will, you know, there's goodness. He's always good to us. He's always blessing us. But it just kind of starts shriveling up if we're not where he wants us to be. Oh, well. Oh, goodness. Let me get one more, and then we will. I, I do have the time allocated. Is that okay? I mean, is it? You take up for me, okay? Uh, I'm going to reach down here and grab. Uh, I'm going ahead because these others will take a little more time. It's passion. Passion. Passion can hold us back. Lack of passion. Lack of passion. I do, I'm just not passionate about it, and it shows. What we are passionate about, all it always comes out in our speech. Whatever is in you in abundance is what comes out your mouth. It's, it's a concept of a pitcher that's full. And when it's tilted, that comes out. Amen? The bun, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Word of God is so wonderful in its diagnosis of us. You don't have to read very far before you can get a self-diagnosis. If you want one. Ah, oh, looky here. Google will help you too, but it's not the same. I just found out last year or two that I may have symptoms of adult ADHD. This very week, Friday, I was with Debbie Story, who uh, Brother Sister Bolin know. She's been helping me call my mother's house and pack. And her sister, who is younger, runs circles around her while she's sitting there. reveling in minutia. The other one has gone to Alaska, Bolivia, come back, pack the house, and looking for the next thing. 
And so we were going to this restaurant to have lunch, the four of us. And Dee and I, the younger one, got out of the vehicle and we're at the front door and look back and my precious love chicken and my older cousin were still sitting in the car looking in their purses. And Dee standing by me, the young, she said, They've known for 15 minutes since we left the house that we were going to be getting out here. What are they doing? I said, I don't know, 37 years I've been wondering. <laughs> As men, all my grandparents and everything, they were ready, son. I mean, they were born, they came out ready. My little grandmother, my mother's mother, when she, when we'd bring her home from church, she was sitting there, her purse was buckled up, and her house key was sitting right here. You tap the brake, she's rolling out of the car and headed for the door. I must tell you, though, that I have many faults. I have many faults. And I'm glad that she's not a preacher. You'd probably hear some of them, praise the Lord. Maybe she'll tell you some privately. Amen. Well, it's been fun. Amen, praise the Lord. And some of you are saying, I don't want any more cheese. I just want out of this trap, all right? So you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.